the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed, it is. And a good morning to you. Thank you for joining us on AM fourteen twenty. The answer at eight minutes after the hour of nine o'clock. As we get started on this Monday, the seventh morning of the tenth month of the year of our Lord twenty nineteen, we have a packed show today filled with uh, guests talking about many very different things. Coming up in about uh, forty minutes, we're going to talk to Congressman Jim Jordan as we do most Mondays. And Congressman Jordan, Ohio's fourth congressional district representative, is going to talk to us about where things stand with respect to the ridiculous impeachment push, the witch hunt, the hoax that is President Trump trying to pressure or uh, quid pro quo and withhold military funds to a foreign nation in exchange for dirt on a political candidate. Uh, we know what this is all about. A second whistleblower has come forward. We'll have details on that story coming up in just a moment. But Congressman Jordan and I will talk about that. We will also talk about the president's decision today, which makes this a very complicated show. The president's decision actually announced last night by way of the White House to um, essentially abandon our allies. That's right, an absolutely unconscionable decision, in my view, to abandon our allies whom we have had fighting ISIS for us for the last several years. We were supposed to continue to support them, and uh, now we are abandoning them and allowing a... An enemy of the United States. I'm sorry, there's no other way to say President Erdogan of Turkey is an enemy of the United States, but apparently he is a pal of our president's because he is being allowed now to invade northern Syria, and he is going to essentially destroy the Kurds. And uh, this is going to create a very, very dangerous national security situation for us in the Middle East. I know there are going to be some people who disagree with me. I'm going to ask you to bear with me, though, and listen as we discuss this this morning. And if you want to call and discuss it, too, you can do so personally. I'm certainly open to all all opinions on this. But for me, I think this is an absolutely disastrous decision, and it is unconscionable. 
that is going to lead, by the way, to very, very few. In fact, I don't know if anybody would ever want to ally with us, uh, uh, ally them, ally themselves with us again uh, after we uh, simply abandon uh, our friends who have been fighting ISIS for us. And that's exactly what's going to happen. All right, so we'll talk about that with Congressman Jordan. That's the biggest part of the story of the day, and I'll come back to it after I tell you about the rest of the guest list. At 1010, an hour from now, Anthony Gonzalez, who is our congressional district representative, or of the uh, 16th district, rather, is going to join us. I will ask him about uh, the impeachment scandal and the inquiry and all of the rest and get Anthony Gonzalez. He's been very quiet about this, which I respect wholly. I really do. Totally and completely respect. He is a freshman congressman, and he is doing his work behind the scenes. He is not out there trying to demand FaceTime the way uh, his uh, freshman colleagues in the uh, Squids group are, the AOCs and the uh, uh, Jihads and the Sharias and others. Uh, but uh, we're gonna, So I'll ask him about that, but the main reason why I'm having Anthony Gonzalez on is because he is sponsoring a new bill that would pay college uh, athletes. Student athletes, and I, uh, I will have this discussion with him. He will say because those who support what California has just done with respect to uh, allowing players to profit off of their likenesses and images and endorsements and these kinds of things, they're going to say, "Well, the schools aren't paying the players, so it's okay." Uh, we'll have a discussion because they're being paid one way or the other. It's going to turn amateurism into professionalism at the collegiate level, and I think it's just got all kinds of real serious questions they need to be answered. And I will ask them of Congressman Gonzalez coming up at 1010. And then at 1035, I hope you're here with us still because we are going to talk with uh, Jesse Tower, who is a candidate for mayor in the city of Lorraine. You might think, why? That's very, very super localized. And it is, but uh, I think it speaks to Northeast Ohio as a whole. Um, Lorraine, the city of Lorraine, is a very, very blue, in my opinion, very, very I don't know if I'd use the word dangerous, but I mean, it, it is dangerously one-sided. It is dangerously, I'm going to use it, it is dangerously liberal Democrat. Uh, the people of Lorraine have no choice, uh, and they continue, well, they guess they do, but they continue to elect the same uh, Democratic leadership. And now there's an African-American woman who is extraordinarily highly qualified named Jesse Tower, who is running as a Republican, who could maybe be the first uh, chink in that armor, if you will, that Democratic armor in the city of Lorraine. Maybe she can carve out a little place for um, some other ideals and uh, and thoughts. Ideals, not I- ideas too, but uh, you understand the point. So three great guests today, but we have to start today with the latest on this impeachment inquiry. Uh, there's a really, really great article about this uh, by Byron York that ran yesterday in the Washington Examiner demanding an end to impeachment secrecy. It's something that Congressman Jordan and I will discuss as well coming up at 948 because uh, what they have done and what they are doing really, truly is unconscionable. They are uh, keeping everything that was said in the testimony provided by Ambassador Volcker last week uh, under, under wraps, except for the cherry-picked uh, parts that they want to leak out. They will not. They simply refuse to release the full transcript of the testimony that they got from Volcker, by the way, over the course of nine hours, without allowing him, or excuse me, without allowing members of the minority party, the Republicans, to ask any questions or participate in the deposition, which is also unconscionable. Um, And what they're doing right now is, is playing very, very dangerous games with the presidency. 
They are attempting to usurp the power of the President of the United States. They are attempting to stage a coup d'etat. I know a lot of people have used that word, and I'm going to continue to because it's accurate. This is not uh, the, the democratic process. This is not uh, the way the United States is supposed to be run. This is not the way you uh, express differences with somebody over a political opinion. And that's what this is. This is about political differences. But this is what they're doing. The Oversight Committee Republicans tweeted uh, over the weekend, House Democrats should be ashamed by publicly releasing their cherry-picked documents. Democrats have polluted the public discourse with misinformation. We hope the American people will get to see the full context of Volcker's uh, testimony. Will Representative Adam Schiff let it happen? That was over the weekend. Uh, Later, uh, they also responded over the weekend to a deleted original tweet. Uh, Ryan Strzok tweeted, Bill Taylor, senior diplomat to Ukraine on September 9th. As I said on the phone, I think it's crazy to withhold security assistance for help with a political campaign. The Oversight Committee Republicans fact-checked him with this tweet, which was deleted by leftist uh, censorship-driven Twitter. Quote, Ambassador Volcker told us yesterday that Taylor's knowledge here was from an August 28th Politico article. Not because Taylor had any independent information. It's deceitful for Democrats to release these cherry-picked texts without full context of Volcker's testimony. And then yesterday they had to retweet it because it was deleted. Uh, They had a screenshot in case case you missed it there. So uh, Democrats are using every tool in their box, every weapon in their arsenal, including, well... They're friends at Twitter. They're friends in social media. They already have the mainstream media locked up and in their pocket. And now they also have social media, of course, in their pocket, too. And any facts that get in the way of their agenda are quashed immediately. Now, there's a second piece I want to share with you. Some information from PJ Media and Roger Simon. Now, Roger Simon wrote yesterday for PJ Media, which is a a fair and balanced news source. Uh, what I have been saying for the last couple of weeks of this inquiry, or this faux inquiry, inquiry, and it really is a phony inquiry because they have not yet had the vote, something we'll talk to Congressman Jordan about. They have not yet had a full House vote. Now, they're saying, by the way, that they may be close, okay? They may, say, they may hold a vote this week because they feel as though they, they might have the votes that they need now to actually introduce articles of impeachment, uh, as time has gone on, and they continue to dig, and they find second whistleblowers, and so on and so forth, all of which we'll discuss. But they have not yet had a vote, and so this impeachment inquiry is nothing but a show trial. And really, truly, it has no teeth until they actually hold an official vote. But what they want you to believe is that this phone call from July between President Trump and the President of Ukraine is uh, some sort of, uh, you know, the, the launching port and the reason why... Oh, This is an affront to our Constitution. This is an affront to our democracy. We have to to get rid of this president now because of what he did. No. Roger Simon wrote, We all know why impeachment is really happening. And when I say all, include especially the Democrats and their devoted media allies and leaders. They know because they live in fear of what they wrought and desperately want to hide it or bury it under impeachment before it is laid out before the public. I refer, of course, to the imminent exposure, at least we hope it's coming, of the predicates of the Russia probe, easily the most despicable and seditious attempt to unseat a president in American history. 
This attempt to impeach, or at that point, to interdict, began on or not long after June 16, 2015, the day Donald Trump announced his candidacy. What is happening now is merely a continuation of a process that started then. Trump was the first president to be impeached before he was elected. A neat trick, if ever there was one. In a manner of speaking, the group or groups behind the Russia probe wanted to pre-impeach him. And they never gave up, not even for a minute, even after the Mueller collusion investigation came up empty after two years and multiple millions spent. Throughout that entire investigation, leaks were a daily event, almost all aimed at assuring us there was demonstrable evidence of collusion. These leaks were almost always dead wrong or inaccurate, although they did on occasion garner Pulitzers for their recipients. They were also illegal. But punishment, though promised, never happened. Nevertheless, in the end, they were not enough to bring down the president, so whistleblowers were brought in who, in reality, were leakers with a new name, augmented with a cover of having filled out some government forms. So now it's okay to leak. They filled out some forms. Moreover, these leakers slash whistleblowers were intelligence agents, although this too has nothing is nothing new because the original leakers were often intelligence agents as well. There is no deeper deep state than the CIA. Like some prehistoric sea monster, its denizens have been lurking below, just below the surface to drag the imposter Trump down to the depths since or before, as noted, his election, throwing up whatever accusation necessary to justify their vile activity and mollify what might be left of their consciences. So is this not exactly what I've been saying for this, really, months, but particularly in the last several weeks? And it's good to hear other people do this on larger scales than I have, our larger platforms. PJ Media is a very, very well-traveled site. PJ Media is essentially pointing out that when the president came down the golden escalator, they began impeachment uh, plans against him. First of all, they were going to destroy him so that he could not win and defeat their hero or heroine, uh, Hillary Clinton. But in the unlikely event, they said that he did win, we will have an insurance plan in place, which is impeachment. They planned this impeachment long before any phone call to Ukraine, long before any uh, uh, collaboration, collusion, communication, or drinking a white Russian at a bar. None of the Russians. I mean, they planned this a long time ago, and all they're doing now is carrying it out. This is not new news. This phone call from Ukraine is nothing but happenstance. This is just the latest attempt to do what they started to do back in 2015. I've got more on this. I hope you want to hear it because it's coming next on AM 1420, The Answer. WHKRadio.com is where to find the Bob France Authority podcast. So much news to get into today. So many different topics. This will not be a full two-hour show on impeachment and all of the rest because we have so many other things to talk about. Uh, but we will start there, and I will continue now with this piece from Byron York that I teased in the open uh, about impeachment secrecy. It is simply uh, unbelievable, uh, unimaginable that the left thinks that they can get away with this. Um, we cannot allow it, and that's why we have to continue to push and push and push and call for transparency when it comes to these test, this testimony, these depositions, and that the minority party 
get an opportunity to participate in this process. If they want to impeach the president, they need to hold a vote, introduce the article, said that the minority party then also has subpoena power. So they can call witnesses and so that they can put on a defense of the president if that is what they feel is, is appropriate. And they do. But they can't do that with the way that the uh, Democrats are doing this without calling a vote for impeachment and then uh, deposing witnesses like Ambassador Volker uh, last week, at the end of last week, without allowing any um, sunlight, essentially, on onto this process. Uh, it was closed door, number one, and then number two, uh, they only release what cherry-picked facts they want to release rather than the full transcript. Byron York for the Washington Examiner saying, quote, there have been uh, so far been two hearings in the House Democrats' effort to impeach the president over the Ukraine matter. Both have been held in secret. One was Thursday, the other Friday, and the public does not know what was said in either. Two more are scheduled for this week and will be held behind closed doors, too. The hearings are part of an effort to remove the president from office. There could not be a matter of more pressing public concern. There could not be a matter in which the American people have a greater stake. And yet the public has no idea what is being discovered. Last week's sessions weren't just secret, they were super secret. The first hearing in which the witness was former Ukrainian Special Envoy Kurt Volker was held in what is known as a SCIF, S-C-I-F, which stands for Sensitive Compartmented Information Facility. This It is uh, a room in the Capitol built to be impervious to electronic surveillance so that lawmakers can discuss the nation's most important secrets without fear of discovery. The second hearing in which the Intelligence Community Inspector General Michael Atkinson testified was also held in the SCIF. Were highly classified matters discussed at the Volcker and Atkinson hearings? Apparently not. Neither interview was classified. And even if some classified information were involved, it would be astonishing for Democrats to believe they could attempt to remove the president on the basis of information that is not available to the public. The secrecy decreed by House Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Peace of Schiff has taken Republicans by surprise. Now some are speaking out about it. Adam Schiff is running an impeachment inquiry secretly, behind closed doors, and he's making up the rules as he goes along, said Republican Representative John Ratcliffe. These proceedings should be public, added Jim Jordan. Democrats are trying to remove the president 13 months before an election based on an anonymous whistleblower, and they're doing it all in a closed-door process. There is nothing, or excuse me, this is nothing more or less than a show trial for the media, said Devin Nunez, ranking Republican on the Intelligence Committee, noting that with secrecy rules in place, the public only knows what is leaked to the press, and the Democrats leak what they want to leak to build narratives. Of course, that is not how Democrats would describe it. For his part, Schiff says that secrecy is needed to protect the identity of the CIA whistleblower who started the entire process. The whistleblower has the right to the statute in the statute to remain, remain anonymous, Schiff said recently, referring to the Intelligence Community Whistleblower Protection Act, which lays out the process through which intelligence community whistleblowers can file complaints. In fact, the law says... The inspector general shall not disclose the identity of the employee without the consent of the employee, unless the inspector general determines that such disclosure is unavoidable during the course of the investigation. First, the inspector general is the only official specifically prohibited from disclosing the identity. And second, even if the statute's use of investigation refers to the inspector general's probe, the fact is that the whistleblower is now part of an impeachment proceeding. Disclosure is, in fact, unavoidable. 
Democrats cannot keep entire hearings secret, keep vital information away from the American people in the name of preserving the anonymity of a whistleblower. Yet that appears to be what Schiff and his Democratic colleagues are doing. This week, the U.S. Ambassador to the European Union, Gordon, uh, uh, Gordon uh, Sondland, is scheduled to be interviewed behind closed doors. Also this week, lawmakers will interview the former U.S. Ambassador to Ukraine, Marie Yovanovitch, uh, behind closed doors. Republicans can complain, but Democrats in firm control of the House can do as they like. The Democratic drive to impeach Trump over Ukraine is the first impeachment proceeding solely about foreign policy. The exercise of foreign policy sometimes involves secrecy. The imposition of secrecy was an enormous problem in public understanding of the Trump-Russia affair, which ended with the special counsel unable to establish that there had been any conspiracy or coordination involving Russia and the Trump 2016 campaign. In that investigation, the public would have been better served by more disclosure more quickly. Now the American people, Byron York writes, deserve to know precisely why one party in the House proposes to remove the president. They deserve to know the facts behind the Ukraine matter. It is simply inconceivable that a party could seek to remove a president, but say to the American people, in essence, trust us, we've got good reason. The impeachment proceedings should be opened up now. Byron York, Washington Examiner, this morning. He is 100% correct. We'll talk more, and if you want to be, be a part of the conversation, get in to one six nine zero one zero nine four five. Coming up after the news on AM fourteen twenty, the answer. Nine thirty five now. The Bob France Authority on AM fourteen twenty, the answer. Thanks for being with us. Coming up in about uh, thirteen minutes, we're going to talk to Congressman Jim Jordan. And uh, he is the first of a host of guests who are coming on today. Looking forward to conversations also in the uh, 10 o'clock hour with Representative uh, Anthony Gonzalez, 16th District Representative, and also with a Lorraine, Ohio, city of Lorraine, not Lorraine County, uh, mayoral candidate who I find to be of great interest. She is an African-American, and she is a Republican, and she is extraordinarily qualified but facing an incredible uphill fight. It's kind of like a Republican trying to run in Cleveland these days uh, against the Democratic machine. The Democratic machine in um, in Lorraine, the city of Lorraine, is probably even worse than that of Cleveland, to be quite frank. Um, so she's got an uphill fight, but I think she's worth our time and our attention. So we're going to talk to her coming up at about 1035. So the president, now I, I've got to pivot to the other side of this right now, and uh, I know this is going to make some people uncomfortable because some people don't like to think that the president uh, ever makes mistakes. I feel like he just did. Let me say this out loud. Let me say this clearly. Do I still support the president? Yes. Will I continue to campaign for the president on these airwaves every day to stop a socialist takeover of this country from the likes of Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, Kamala Harris, Cory Booker, you name it, all of them? Yes, I will, and I will do so faithfully. I will, however, also speak out when I need to about what I think are terrible decisions for this country. And I think the decision that the president has made, and it was announced last night and then reinforced by his tweet storm today, to pull our uh, support from the Kurds uh, in northern Syria and to green light an invasion of northern Syria, essentially, by an enemy of the United States, in my view, and I think everybody else would agree. Erdogan is not a friend of the United States. The Turkish president is not a friend of the United States. And he is going to go into northern Syria now with our approval, 
because we will not do anything to stop him and uh, allegedly take control of the ISIS prisoners we have captured, et cetera, et cetera. But moreover, um, to wipe out the Kurds. The Kurdish people have been an ally of the United States. They have done the fighting for us against ISIS in that region, in northern Syria. They have done incredible work for us. They have been our allies, and our thanks to them is going to come in the form of withdrawing all troops and personnel and security personnel and to allow Turkey to come in. Choosing Erdogan, by the way, uh, the president of Turkey here, um, to essentially share a nation state like Syria with uh, President uh, Bashar al-Assad, the Syrian president. I mean, honestly, it's like this is probably going to go a little bit too far, but I just want to kind of make the point. It's like the alliance between Mussolini and Hitler in in, in some circumstances, in to some extent. They don't necessarily share the same goals, but they are close enough that this is a bad thing for them to get together. It's a bad thing for us to allow to happen when it comes to Erdogan and um, and Assad. And this is where we sit right now. Where we sit right now is watching Turkey go into northern Syria, wipe out our allies, and with it, wipe out any chance we ever have of getting other allies in the Middle East. That was the point that Senator Lindsey Graham, who, like me, is a President Trump supporter, who, like me, will continue to support President Trump, but who, like me, is very concerned about this uh, very bad idea. And, and it really is. The Kurds stepped up when nobody else would to fight ISIS. If we abandon them, good luck getting anybody to help America in the future with radical Islam, al-Qaeda, and ISIS. Uh, if you believe that Iran is a threat to the region, they're the biggest winner of this. They are the biggest winner in this. The president has been very hard on Iran. Remember, he pulled uh, uh, us out of that ridiculous uh, nuclear agreement that was signed by Barack Obama. He has uh, insisted that the sanctions not only be kept in place but increased. Uh, when there was a question at some point, not too terribly long ago, as earlier this summer, about whether or not he would do that, Um you know, did he part company with John Bolton over Iran? There were a lot of questions about that. But he has maintained steadfast um, support for the policies in place against Iran. But now he's about to reward them because they will be the biggest winner in this. More from Lindsey Graham. This is going to lead to the reemergence of ISIS, and the biggest winner of all this will be the Iranians. And that's too bad. Kevin McCarthy is the majority, or excuse me, minority leader in the House. Um, rare is the time that I would agree with Kevin McCarthy over anything that the president says. Uh, Kevin McCarthy is kind of Ryan, Paul Ryan 2.0, not necessarily operating in the same, you know, rowing in the same direction as the president, but... He's right about this one. I want to know the facts of why it is. I know the president wants to remove people from the Middle East. I want to make sure we keep our word for those who fight with us and help us. I mean, mm-hmm. long term, that is the best position mm-hmm. to be in. That is very, very correct. If you make a commitment and somebody is fighting with you, America should keep their word. Right. as long as it, So could okay. you want other people with you? You can't do it any other way. Um what do we? What happens the next time we have a justifiable cause for military action, and we look for, to borrow the phrase that we once used with uh, the invasion of Iraq? You don't have to agree with the invasion of Iraq, but just the point here: 
the coalition of the willing is what President Bush called it, the coalition of the willing, those who are willing to come with us and and depose Saddam Hussein and the incredibly dangerous threat that he poses, especially in a post-9-11 world. Um, good luck finding anybody to be willing to work with us, to fight for us, to fight by proxy uh, for us and be on the front lines and take the hits and take the casualties and so on and so forth. Good luck finding anybody else if ISIS is to reconstitute itself. Who are we going to have fight them? Uh, that question was asked, by the way, this morning on on uh, Fox and Friends of Kevin McCarthy. The question was, is, hey, um, you know, what if ISIS, uh, you know, it reforms after being destroyed? And Lindsey Graham, I'm sorry, was it McCarthy or Graham? It was, I'm sorry, that question was asked of Graham, not McCarthy. And um, Lindsey Graham's response, I don't have that part of the audio here. I'll just tell you what he said. He said, what ISIS hasn't been destroyed. He said, forget that. Don't believe that. That's one of the biggest pieces of misinformation to come out of this administration. It is not destroyed. Is the their hope for a caliphate destroyed? Perhaps. But they themselves are not, you know, just dead. And, and you know, a few, a few wandering fighters left around. He said they still very much uh, are active and are, you know, uh, still trying to grow and grow, you know, and regrow themselves. They are not dead. They may have been hurt. They may have been decimated, but they have not been uh, completely wiped out. He said, so don't think that for a second. And that's why I think it's a huge, huge mistake for the president to establish this new policy. And I'm hoping he reconsiders this very, very carefully and very, very quickly. Because the invasion that is coming from Erdogan and Turkey into northern Syria is going to destabilize not only that country, it's going to destabilize our fight to keep uh, ISIS under control. And as you heard Lindsey Graham say, uh, Iran is going to be the biggest winner in all of this. Here's just a little brief report. Uh, a Fox News report uh, on this story. Kurdish forces in Syria accusing the U.S. of turning its back on an ally as President Trump clears the way for a planned Turkish invasion of northern Syria. Kurdish fighters in the region helped the U.S. defeat ISIS in Syria, but Turkey calls those Kurds terrorists and has long threatened an attack. The Kurdish-led Syrian Democratic Forces Group saying the U.S. is reneging on commitments, also saying the pullback risks an ISIS resurgence. I have no earthly idea where President Trump is going with this. I have no, I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to give them, him the benefit of, of the doubt because I am a Trump supporter. But I do not understand allowing Erdogan to invade northern Syria and follow through on their, on their threats to attack and wipe out the Kurds. It, it is in, unimaginable. It is unconscionable. It is, um, I'm running out of words. I really am. Uh, it's very difficult. I'll see if uh, Congressman Jim Jordan has any words to describe that. Among among the uh, other issues that we will discuss as he joins us next. Now heard through downtown, through greater Cleveland on 102.5 FM. It's the Bob France Authority. Nine forty eight. Thanks so much for joining us on this Monday edition of the Bob France Authority. And uh, as promised, let's uh, go right now to Congressman Jim Jordan, Ohio's 4th Congress- Congressional District Representative. Congressman, good morning, sir. How are you? 
I'm fine, Bob. How you doing? Uh, I don't know. My country's under siege, Congressman. So that's how I'm doing. Uh, I, I, I yeah. really feel I really feel that way, and I know you do too. Um, I've been reading mm-hmm. and following your commentary uh, of uh, everything that's happening since Ambassador Volker was deposed for about nine hours without any yep. Republicans being allowed to ask questions, limited on what uh, who was allowed to be in this very highly secret. Uh, I, I mean, I thought the Democrats once called for transparency. Why are yep. they keeping these closed door sessions as 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 cloaked as they are? Why are they only leaking uh, cherry picked pieces of information from that testimony rather than the full transcripts? And how are we supposed to trust that they know what they're doing as they try to remove the president from power? Well, you you, you can't. Tr- well, one clarification: we were after we pushed back. Uh, members were allowed to ask questions, but what was interesting, Adam Schiff didn't want any members to ask questions when the when the interview started. And right. guess who asked the most questions of any member? Adam Schiff. So th- th- this is the Democrats aren't trying to impeach the president of the United States 13 months before an election based on an anonymous whistleblower who had no firsthand knowledge and has a bias against the president. And they're trying to do it in an unfair partisan manner where we can't even see what's going on. And of course, the guy leading it is the guy who lied to us in the hearing a week and a half ago when he did his so-called parody. He's the guy who didn't tell us that his staff had met with the whistleblower prior to the whistleblower filing the complaint. He's the same guy who met with his staff met with Michael Cohen for 10 hours, didn't tell us that back at the start of this Congress, and he's leading the investigation and has it in a skiff when it's not classified and then goes out and selectively leaks things and won't, won't disclose the transcript. This is, this is I, every time I start talking about it, I'm so mad because it is so wrong what they are doing to the guy we elected as president of the of, ahead of the free world, and this is how they're operating. There are two elements to this. Number one is what you just said, what they're trying to do to the President of the United States. But the second one is what they are not doing when it comes to Joe Biden. And that is being fair and, and, and being, and being transparent. Um, there is a legitimate question that the President raised when he made that, had that conversation with the, uh, with the Ukrainian President. And that is, is your government corrupt? Is your government actually, when of we give course. you millions and millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars in aid, how do we know what it's going to? Tell us about Burisma because that investigation began long before uh, the yes, president, yes. president of the United States ever made a phone call. The president has a duty when he is going to send the hard-earned tax dollars of the American people to a foreign government to help them, a legitimate concern. Russia is pushing up against them. There's a, there's a fight going on. Russia is the aggressor here. Ukraine is trying to defend that. But he has to check out, is this guy, is President Zelensky a true reformer? Is he really? And, and I believe he is. And when, it, when the president was, got that assurance, then the aid started going. This idea that there was any type of connection, linkage, quid pro quo, Ambassador Volker was so clear, crystal clear, during his testimony last week in that interview, that there was none of that at all. This was done the way it's supposed to be done. And, and, and then for the, for the Democrats to suggest, I mean, here's the question that Mr. Stephanopoulos wouldn't answer yesterday when I was on his show, and, and other Democrats won't answer. Why did Hunter Biden get the deal? Why did he get hired? I'm not, I'm not saying, let's just assume, maybe when, when Joe Biden asked for the prosecutor, that had nothing to do with his son, nothing to do with Burisma, the company that hired Hunter Biden. I just want to know the first question. Why did he get hired? What was his qualifications? Why did he get hired? And that's a question they will not explore and they will not answer. 
Well, you, because you're not allowed to ask that, and that, that's the part that's yeah. so frustrating here, Congressman, because anything that looks into Joe Biden, particularly if you look into his son, and it's funny, listening to Joe Biden act like the, uh, the media is questioning his 10-year-old. Uh, this is my son we're talking about here, as if it's a child. This is a 50-year-old man who was booted for the Navy for cocaine use. He's, he's got all kinds of other personal problems in his record here. He takes this job making, any, I keep hearing different reports, 50000 to $83,000 per month to sit on a board in a country speaking a language he doesn't speak in an industry he has no experience in how on earth did that happen and what was joe yep. biden's role in that what what i would like to see transcripts of every conversation joe biden had with anybody in ukraine from 2014 to 2018 to be quite far or at least 2016 when he left the uh uh you know office with president obama i want to i want to know exactly what he was doing in ukraine yep. it is not treasonous for us to ask those questions nor for the president it's the president's duty it's his obligation he is doing his job as as the guy we elected president who is safeguarding American tax dollars, who's wanting to make sure that this is in the best interest of the United States of America and, frankly, in the best interest of Ukraine. And in the end, that's what got accomplished. But they had to work through that. And it, it is, as you say, a fair question to ask, how did it all happen with Burisma and with Mr. Biden being put on the on the board? Um, it, it underscores those. This is what just – we're talking about an impeachment of the guy we elected president. And we're just thir- less than 13 months now before the election, and the Democrats are doing it in such a partisan, such an unfair manner, and such a closed-door, behind-closed-door manner. That's what – I think the American people are going to react to this and say, this is ridiculous, this is wrong, and because they see through it. Uh, do you think they will eventually release the transcript of the testimony of people like Kurt Volker? I'm going to keep talking about it every single day. And my colleague, Mark Meadows, is going to talk about it. Matt Gates is going to talk about it. We have a number of our team who is going to talk about this every single day. There is no reason. Adam Schiff gets unlimited staff. Adam Schiff gets to come. He gets unlimited staff from the Intel Committee. But the Oversight Committee, remember, when that letter went out asking these individuals from the State Department to come in and, and, and testify in these interviews, the letter was sent from the three chairmen, the, from the three committees, Foreign Affairs Committee, Intel Committee, and the Oversight Committee. But somehow Adam Schiff, because they've never formally done the, the impeachment inquiry vote where, where you actually set up fair rules and a fair process where we can actually have equal representation and, and it's done the right way, according to precedent, because they haven't done that, Adam Schiff thinks he can just run this thing, and he is the most – this is like putting Peter Strzok in charge of the impeachment process. This is like putting Lisa Page in, char- in charge of the impeachment process. He is so biased against the president. It's completely unfair, unwarranted. And like I said, I think, uh, I think your listeners definitely see through it. I think the American people see through it. Well, I hope they do. I was reading Byron York from the Washington uh, Examiner yesterday, or mm-hmm. wrote, wrote this yesterday, and, and told us about where this uh, uh, this these, uh, this testimony was being given in this special, super secret, closed door uh, location. The, it's called the SCIF, right? The Sensitive Compartmented yep. Information Facility. It's impervious to electronic surveillance, so they can discuss the most important secrets without fear of discovery. Why are they holding impeachment hearings inside this without letting the American people know? I mean, if we're talking about removing the president that the American people duly elected and chose, you can't do that under the cloak of that, that type of secrecy, right? You have to let us know what's going on. You, you're exactly right, and we're going to keep raising this issue until, it gets to, until we get transparency, until, until the American people can see actually what's going on. Um, you know, we got another scheduled uh, interview tomorrow with Ambassador Sondland. Uh, and, and former Ambassador Yovanovitch is scheduled for Friday. Um, let's hope that we get this, this uh, process changed. And let's hope Adam Schiff, instead of releasing a, a, a handful, of, there were 67 pages of text messages. They released a few. 
hand-picked, cherry-picked the ones, right. and then they highlighted a few that, 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 that fit their crazy narrative. Release it all. Release every single text message, and more importantly, release the transcript where Ambassador Volker gives everything. The, the, one, the, the one text message where Bill Taylor is talking about, well, there shouldn't be any linkage between this uh, security assistance dollars and a political campaign. He was referencing a political story. And by the way, uh, Bob, it was the same political story that Adam Schiff referenced back in August, which, which kind of hinted that he was needing, that, that he, he had some uh, knowledge beforehand about this whistleblower. The exact same political story. If that doesn't say this thing was coordinated, I don't know what does. Um, I asked you about the whistleblower last week and about what point, what difference it even makes, considering the fact that the president went ahead and declassified uh, everything yeah. and released the full transcript of the phone call. Now, now all weekend long, it's, oh, my gosh, there's a second whistleblower. This one has firsthand knowledge, not secondhand, so it's not hearsay. Again, I would ask, I don't care if there are 20 whistleblowers who are going to describe what they think was on the call. We have the transcript we of the call. The, Aren't all of them the irrelevant now at this point? Yes, we got the call. Plus, the two guys who were on the call have both said there was no pushing, no pressure, no quid pro quo. So you got firsthand knowledge. You got the actual transcript itself. But the Democrats want to keep saying this other secondhand, thirdhand, and other people's interpretation, even though they might have been on the call. That's crazy. It, this is that, that's the, the big distinction. Adam Schiff won't release Ambassador Volker's transcript. He gives his impression of it and, and selectively leaks certain parts of it. The president of the United States did something unprecedented. He released a transcript of a call with an international with a, with a, a foreign head of state. That's Talk about a contrast: transparency versus the lack of it. That is what's at stake here. And um, yeah, you're exactly right. We got the transcript. We don't. We, we, so what? What these other whistleblowers say? Uh, Congressman, last thing, I'm reticent to speak about this because I want to support my president, and I do support my president. We'll continue to do so vigorously, but I am baffled and, and really confused and very, very distraught over his decision announced last night and tweeted about this morning to allow Turkey to invade northern Syria without any opposition, knowing that the, that Erdogan has described the Kurds as being terrorists and wanted to invade and to attack them for a long, long time. The Kurds did our fighting for us. The Kurds were our staunchest ally yeah. in fighting ISIS in Syria, and now they're at great risk. And some are just predicting this is just flat out going to be an annihilation of the Kurds by the uh, Turkish forces. Why is our yeah, president I, allowing this? I, I don't know. And, and, and like you, I, I uh, and, and you know, obviously we support what our support our president, what the Democrats are trying to do to him with this impeachment, as we just talked about, is just so wrong. Uh, I don't, I don't know exactly. Uh, look, I, I woke up to the news uh, this morning and. Uh, as I think you did and everyone else did, um, I'm going to I'm going to try to find out, do a little more research. I trust our president and and what he's doing, but I'm concerned about this as well. And uh, we just need to get some answers and and, and go from there. But um, you're right, our, our troops over there have done they've done an amazing job uh, with with fighting terrorism, um, and the Kurds have helped us. And so I, I want to better understand what's going on. But I, I just I just don't know right now what what the motivation exactly is, yeah. and we'll just have to see. Leader uh, McCarthy and uh, and Senator Graham and others have said, look, uh, if you ever want to have allies, join us again in an effort to fight terrorism or to support us in any way in the Middle East or anywhere else. Uh, good luck if you abandon your yeah. allies who have done all of this fighting and made these sacrifices. No, no and I've talked, to, I've talked to colleagues who have been in the military, and they talk about you know what the Kurds have done and the help. Um, so I just want to better understand it. So that, like I said, we just we just got the news this morning, and we've been trying to trying to get some answers. But I've been so focused on this impeachment. This this is I'm going back tomorrow for. I understand. For, uh, I, I do. I do. Interview with Ambassador Sondland. Yeah, this is the most important thing for us right now too. I totally agree. But if you do, in your quest for answers, uh, if you have anything for us on that, I would love to have you back. Sure. Sure. 
Thank, thanks, sir. Bob, hey, thanks, thanks for what you're doing, getting the, getting the word out to the American people. It's so important. What, what's that's, our, that's our job. That's thanks, our brother. Job. Thank Take you. Care. You got it. Congressman Jim Jordan on AM 1420, The Answer. All right, it's 10 o'clock. we got news time coming up. We are going to pivot drastically after the top of the hour news. Another congressman is coming on. It's Representative Andy, uh, uh, Anthony Gonzalez from uh, the 16th District. He uh, took that district uh, from uh, Jim Renese when Jim Renese uh, decided to run for the Senate. And uh, we're going to talk to him about this a little bit. We'll talk about the impeachment inquiry. He's been relatively low-key and quiet about this. want to get his thoughts on it. But the main reason I'm having him on is uh, he is going to be proposing a bill to pay college athletes. It's a very interesting uh, and, for some people, troubling uh, idea uh, that has been started by the uh, nut jobs in California and uh, perhaps demanding a federal response to it, which is what Anthony Gonzalez's uh, uh, potential bill uh, would address. So we're going to talk to him about those things coming up as we continue on a Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.